0: Be kind to yourself. Honestly, I feel like I hold myself at such a high standard sometimes. And if I don't succeed the first try, I get so worked up. And I feel like, you know, I wish I could tell myself a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, be kind to yourself. You're going to
1: get to your goal. You just need to give yourself time to have patience and know that not everything is going to get done immediately but it will get done and like to be patient with yourself and be
2: patient with the people that you're working with. Welcome to Behind the Sweat, a podcast that goes deep into what it means to be an athlete. I'm your host Alexandra Weissner, athlete, coach, and entrepreneur. Life right now is so different and we are all looking for a little extra motivation and inspiration. That got me thinking and the only question I could come up with was what does it mean to be an athlete? I decided I was going to ask others this question and have them share their story and thoughts. Today, my guests are sisters Carly and Maddie Byron. Sisters have a special bond and relationship. Having a sister of my own, I know how amazing it is to have a sister and how on some days you wish you had been an only child. Sisters are each other's biggest cheerleaders while at the same time calling you out on all your shit. Having competed competitively in swimming through college, Maddie, Carly, and I chat about the role swimming played in their lives and how the skills they learned in the pool are helping them build their business built by Byron today. So let's listen in. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the podcast, Maddie and Carly. How are you ladies today? Good. How are you doing? Oh good. It's finally feeling like fall in Colorado. Oh my gosh, I know.
0: I'm literally so silly. I emailed her and was like, um, why is it at 1.15? She's like, um. We're in different time you're, zones. You're, not, we're, you're in Boston. I'm like, yes,
1: we're in Boston. Yes, yeah, so sorry. No.
2: <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, all, I'm like, I have a different phone number for a different area code. And people are always like, where are you? And like, well, it depends on when where you ask me and when. But No, I'm. So excited to have you ladies here today, and yeah, let's start by having you tell us a little bit about yourselves.
1: All right, so... We are Built
0: by Byron. Yes, that is here. our brand name, that is our business right now, and we're super excited because we've we've kind of come into our own in the past year. We grew up being athletes, so we've always been in, involved in fitness, all different kinds of fitness, so we were both swimmers got right into Built by Byron one day when we were like, we just
1: want to change the narrative around fitness in the industry. Yeah. So we created this whole online program initially, and then over quarantine is when it really started to flourish. Day one of quarantine, I said, Maddie, we should start doing like online workouts on Zoom right away. And she was like, absolutely. So we kind of just started doing online Zoom workouts every single day and had this huge following that we didn't even know we had. And it was, that's like kind of what kick-started everything.
2: That's amazing. So let's start at the very beginning. Tell me about your childhood. You know, were you two as sisters competitive with each other growing up? Very. Um, so Carly was competitive
0: with me. A little bit. So I was a soccer player. Carly was always a swimmer. I swam like on the side and I didn't love swimming nearly as much as she did. And then we got to high school and
1: uh, that's kind of when the competition started. I was a senior when she was a freshman. So our coach would put us in the same events and come up to me and be like, don't let your little sister beat you. And then go up to Maddie and be like, don't let your big sister beat you. So he (laughs) fueled the competition between us just a little bit. And then, you know,
0: as we kind of grew up, we, Carly went to UMass Amherst and swam. And then as I was getting to that ripening age of college and being like, do I want to swim? Do I not want to swim? I ended up going and swimming
1: as well. At UMass Amherst. Yep. (laughs) Once again, senior and freshman. Which became a little bit more competitive because I ended up swimming Carly's same events. Yeah.
0: So, I think it's always been a friendly competition. Yeah. It's never been like... I'm always <laughs> also her biggest supporter. Yes. And vice versa. So it's a good relationship that we've always had.
2: I think that's always good. I have a younger sister, so I totally get that as well. we're <laughs> yeah. four years apart. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like, like we're like, she always it was like, oh, well, she didn't want to be known as Alex's little sister always. Or sometimes she did. But it's also, you know... You always kind of have that built-in cheerleader that no matter what is there to support you. Quite Exactly, literally. I
0: am literally though Carly's sister. Everyone like walks in at work, hey, are you Carly's sister? <laughs> like, actually, I'm Maddie, but I am Carly's sister as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a daily struggle.
2: Yeah, yeah. Huh. I mean, even now, like getting, like my being older and like even though we're now in our 30s, it's my sister and I. It's all those things where we're like. Some people just know us as the other person's sister and they're like, Wait, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what becomes your identity
1: sometimes? Yeah. But now yeah. It's becoming more recognized. Yeah, as, as one sister. whole. Yeah.
0: We're just like we're just <laughs> built by Byron. We're the, the package
2: deal now. <laughs> Leading up to this and obviously now what was that process really like? You know, ha- being an athlete and the skills that you learned from swimming and swimming at such a high level in college. What drives do you think that really helped you to now build your own business?
1: Well, I think that swimming in college is probably one of the hardest things that some, anyone will ever do. Any any athlete athletics type thing in college is the hardest thing that anyone will ever do, in my opinion. You have to be so disciplined to be able to do that. Because think about it, you go to college, everyone's partying, everyone's having fun. You get one night a week to have your fun and then you are back to your full-time job, which is your your sport. And I think the discipline of that taught us a lot in real life. And both of us having full-time jobs on top of running Built by Byron we have had to have a lot of discipline and say no to a lot of things to be able to make our brand successful and to be able to put in the time and the work that this brand needs and deserves to be, become successful.
0: Yeah, I mean, college swimming, it's all about time management. And I think that it, time management and multitasking, because you have like 50 different things going on all the time, especially in college kind of finding your path and then having to be an athlete and then also just trying to pass all your classes. I think we really took away a lot of those valuable lessons of like there is going to be failure. It's okay to fail. It's not going to be perfect every single time and especially in swimming. swimming's all about little victories so we've kind of put that into our own business and we're like just the smallest things are a
1: victory in like our Like getting our life. another sign-up. Yeah,
0: like one other sign-up. We were shooting low. We were like, we want 10 sign-ups to our subscription kind of thing. So, I mean, I think taking those away, those life lessons have really allowed us to let our business thrive and just kind of carry us through creating it and managing it ourselves. Because
1: we do everything on our own. <laughs> everything ourselves. We are not paying ourselves. Yeah, we, like, every dollar goes right back into the business right now. So it's it's all good though it's all very exciting and new and and we couldn't be more excited with the place that we're at with not even being a year into it still
2: did you even think when you're graduating college that fitness would become where your professional life would lead and maybe we can also talk about what what else you have going on in your lives because I know you kind of mentioned that you do have other jobs
0: yeah um I mean me personally, I did not think fitness was going to be my full-time job. No, um, not at all.
1: I What is that supposed to mean? Cuz you just like <laughs> didn't love practicing for swimming uh, well, like So, yeah,
0: I I didn't really have a path when graduating. I I was a kinesiology major, so I did exercise sciences, but I always thought I was going to go into like exercise programming for a big corporation or something like that. Then I graduated kind of I went into working at Lululemon, so I I uh, was an educator there for a little while and was just like oh, I'll hang here for a bit, figure it out. And I was training on the side, and then um I've been at Lululemon now for a little over a year. I'm a key leader there, and then last January, me and Carly were just kind of like in this position where we were like we want to be our own bosses, we want to run our own thing and make people feel good about themselves. Uh, So I, it's so funny. We, I don't think if you had asked us a little over a year ago, do you think you'd have your own business together? No, we'd say absolutely not. Definitely not. It just kind of fell into our brains and we were like, let's just
1: freaking do this with no experience whatsoever running your own business. Yeah, no, (laughs) I, I mean, same here. I had a similar path graduating. I ended up getting injured while I was swimming so I wasn't able to work out for the last two years of college. And by workout, I mean do the intense swim practices that we did. I was more on the sidelines, just kind of doing what I can on a spin bike, like letting my legs move. However, I graduated. I also, I started working at Lululemon and then after that, after 10 more jobs after that, I found that I definitely wanted to be a spin instructor. I was like, this is it. Like I love music. I love teaching to the beat of the music. I love being up in front of people and inspiring people and also getting people to meet their goals. So that's where I kind of found my love for fitness and for teaching. And after multiple studios getting denied at, I ended up at bespoke studios and I couldn't be happier. I'm with them. It, their spin program there is unbelievable and it's just so much fun in Boston. But yeah, so I I that's what kind of got me into fitness and then I knew that like eventually I did want to do some do something on my own and not only be attached to this folks name, but I wanted to kind of branch off and have my own sort of thing because every fitness instructor nowadays has their like main studio and then their own little thing on the side and that's like the two different worlds colliding, and it's awesome. Yeah.
2: And I think, I mean, I think it also speaks to the industry. Like, there is a lot of opportunity to do more than one thing and just have your voice heard in one place. And there's so many platforms to inspire people.
0: Oh, completely. For sure. And I think that really is why we've kind of tried to go on every possible direction. So we have our Instagram. Um, built by Byron and then we moved to subscription base so we we're on zoom we we're on instagram live and they were like we want to do subscriptions and then we created a podcast as well yep um, just started that we just started that it's launching very soon and it's called eat the damn cake podcast and it's kind of built by Byron behind the mic talking about our lifestyle and just kind of a little bit of everything talking about different fitness trends and just having kind of a good time so they'll break from everything and then we just want to use our voice on as many platforms as possible to make people know who we are and what we stand for and it's that strong not skinny approach
2: no and I love that and I think that's where we should be talking is about building the strength and not so much about
1: you know yeah getting flat flat tummy it's not about losing the weight it's gaining the strength and like about how just how you feel at the end of the day like if you crushed a workout then go ahead and eat the damn cake right (laughs) or if you didn't crush a workout yeah exactly we're
0: kind of about body neutrality body positivity whatever wherever you're at in your life like what you you know how you feel that's okay. Like you're allowed to feel, you know, not great sometimes, but don't be like, it's all about being kind to yourself Yeah. at the end of the day.
2: No. And I think that's so important. So one of my other companies is brunch running and we basically started it out. The fact of the matter that we're like, it's not earning it. You need to eat to be able to work out and like have fun Mm -hmm. and have a community behind you. So let's, I
0: love, that,
2: like have a good time with it versus sitting there talking about like how fast you're running because I think when so I started that business with my best friend and we were going to like run clubs and it was just like people were, like oh you guys aren't runners you don't look like runners you don't you're not that fast. and we're like we run we're runners like
1: oh, oh my gosh. gosh that's not okay there's no image to what a fitness instructor or a person who works out or anything yeah. should look like
0: Yeah. There's no small little cookie cutter. Like it's, everyone has a different body. Everyone has a different strength.
1: And 80% of it is genetics. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Like we're, we're born with the bodies we have, like work with them and just love them at the end of the day.
2: Yeah. And I think that's the message. And I mean, I think growing up in like the eighties and nineties, like seeing that was just so not the message. Now we're in this part where we're having these conversations about body positivity and women building strength because I even remember the first time one of my coaches had mentioned to my mom that they were going to start like having us weight train in high school she's like oh my god you're going to gain like all this muscle and all this weight and they're like no that's not going to happen it's going to be fine she's just going to get stronger
1: yeah oh I love that yeah people are so nervous like especially as a spin instructor they come right up to me and they're like I don't want my thighs to get big though and I'm like why not? Big thighs are awesome. Yeah, like first of all, <laughs> strong muscular strong thighs. muscular thighs are in, honey, and also, even like spinning doesn't. That's not like a that's a preconceived notion that everyone just thinks happens, but it doesn't actually. Like that's not what makes
2: people have big thighs or not spinning. No, No, it's like you know, but you're gonna do your body great by getting on this bike and cycling and cardio. I'm sure. Yeah,
0: Yeah. like, it's just all about, you know, balance. And I think that's another thing we've been talking about on our podcast, too. Just, like, finding balance in your lifestyle. If you want to work out that day, great. If you don't want to, that's okay, too. Just an intention for that day. Like, you know, write in your journal or just eat, like, one really healthy meal. Meditate. Yeah. Never. We're kind of all about that you-do-you. (laughs) Like, just be yourself and be kind to yourself.
2: I think that's just a great message for this year alone because I know talking to a lot of people, you know, when races were getting canceled and all the stuff was getting canceled for the year, everyone, people just started losing their identity of who they were because was so tied to something outside of them and just being like, you know what, we can all be in maintenance mode and just take care of ourselves right now, like how we are and enjoy it.
1: Like navigating through quarantine was probably one of the, a lot of the hardest Things for like a lot of people, and we just like wanted to be there as a form of support and motivation and a reason to get up in the morning and to move your body. So that's like where our live Zoom and Instagram live classes started because we're like so many people at the end told us that we were the only reason they like got up and got moving for the day because they felt the need to like tune into our 8 a.m. live Zoom class, which was a really special feeling for us to like have that of support and the fact that we are
0: impacting people's lives just a little bit made it
2: worth yeah. it oh that's I think in that in the accountability and the community but also it is feeling that support that's awesome yeah it's all about community
1: at the end of the day so fun
2: and I think especially as adults we're all looking for ways to make new friends
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: when we're an adult
0: literally we're like oh my god you like Going outside as well, let's be friends. Like, literally, the most random things. We're like, oh, great.
1: You have a dog, I have a dog. Let's be friends.
2: (laughs) No, that is so true. So, what keeps you each individually motivated as you're kind of approaching your own training and your own fitness?
1: Wanna take it off? Yeah, I'll kick it off. I guess what keeps me motivated is. A lot of the training that I do is while I am trying to motivate other people. So I think that motivating other people and like trying out new workouts and trying out new things to see what I can bring to my classes and make them even better for people is what keeps me motivated. I love um, discovering new moves, new challenges, new workouts, new types of things that I can like integrate into my own personal classes and just like keep it fresh and keep it new and keep people interested. And that's what keeps me going uh, personally.
0: Yeah. And I think I'll take a little bit of that too. I, I love discovering new things, but also just me being able to improve myself really keeps me motivated, getting stronger you know, picking up that one heavier weight or getting that one extra rep in when I'm lifting and working out makes me feel so good that I'm always striving to be a little bit better than the day before and a little bit stronger than the day before. So I feel like, too, when I'm doing my workouts and I have a better workout than I did last week or a better workout than last month, I'm like, okay, that motivates me to continue what I'm doing. Because I feel like, especially when I was a swimmer, too like small small improvements was what was motivating me to continue to train and continue to strive to be better because it's just the tiniest things sometimes that make your whole day and make your whole month like oh my god I lifted 20 more pounds than I used to and it's like that small small thing that gives you that boost of confidence
2: yeah, because I think everyone is always looking for that big change and that overnight success, and there are, is no real overnight success because it was a bunch of those small, teeny, tiny changes along the way that got you to that success.
1: Exactly, like, and that's totally what we're all about. Yeah, we love like just saying trust the process because that end goal that you have, like it's the process that actually is going to give you the greatest success to get there.
2: So what's it like working with your sister?
1: Oh, it's um, great. Um, it has its ups, ups and downs. Yeah, we we are brutally honest with each other, which um, can not only be amazing, but can be hurtful. Um,
0: we'll just In say- In the best way. A hurtful? I think it's tough because sisters bicker a lot. I'm sure you know as having your own sister. Yes. Um, sometimes we're like, okay, this isn't so much a business relationship, because you'd never say that to your business partner. (laughs) Um, We've kind of had to navigate through a lot. At the beginning, we definitely fought a lot more.
1: Yeah. Um, But then we both kind of found our places and what works better in um, the business side. Like so, for example, Maddie isn't full time fitness right now. So her filming an extra class or two for our monthly subscription to help me out where I like do a little bit more of the website and a little bit more on Instagram. Like that's like where we like kind of found our give and take. Well it's it's just like
0: one of those things where we've learned to carve out time to have business meetings and carved out time to sit down and talk because it's it's easy to jump down each other's throats when we're on a time crunch or we haven't actually sat and talked something through. So, you know, quarantine was definitely
1: tough. We learned a we lot. We had a lot
0: of little baby Tips. or big blowout fights. Yeah. <laughs> we had a few of everything. But I think we're getting better and better each day with working with each other and we're having more fun as we do it. And I think the more fun we have, the better it goes because we can't lose ourselves while we're having this business together. We still have to remember that. And that is it at the end of the day, we love each other and we care for each other, and that's why we're doing what we do.
2: That's awesome. What is one of your favorite tips to share with your community?
1: Um We actually talked about this yesterday on our podcast, but find something to hold yourself accountable so for example, like as we go into the fall slash winter and it gets colder and darker and it's harder to get up and move your body, I find that if I take my planner every Sunday night or Monday morning, write down everything that, like all my work stuff that week that I have to get done, write down all the workouts that I need to get done. Once it's in my planner, it's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, then that's not, that's not like me. Usually if it's in my planner, it happens. So like my biggest tip for everyone is create that schedule that you can actually, like a tangible schedule that you can look at, that you can cross off and check off and like do something like, for example, like a small goal or a small victory where you can check it off and feel good about something that you accomplished that day, week, month, whatever it is. Um, and that will only keep you motivated to continue to want to do more.
0: I would say to just investing in yourself and not being afraid to take a little bit of a risk. Like I feel that sometimes with fitness, we all are more apt to go out to dinner and spend $30 on a dinner, but we're not willing to spend $30 for a bunch of workouts. Um, I think it's just basically how we're programmed because I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, $30, oh no. And then I go out to dinner and spend like 50 and I'm like, that's fine. So just kind it's of. true you know putting things into perspective yeah. it's all about putting things into perspective and not being afraid to invest in yourself and taking a risk to do so because at the end of the day it'll probably pay off we just have to be willing to go and take that extra step to do it
2: you know and i think that is such a great analogy because it is it, people will go out to dinner and spend that money but then even if it's people are always saying well, i need more me time i need to work on me but they're not investing in themselves and with everything that we do, no matter what we, whatever you invest in, because our time is essentially our money, that that's where you see the change happen.
1: Completely. Yeah. The other day I literally was like, I want to go get a massage, but it's so expensive. And then I went online shopping and dropped 80 bucks, which would have been the cost of the massage, which would have been way more beneficial to myself. (laughs) So it's just, you know, it is important for us
0: to step back and look and be like you know $30
1: that's not that much that's what our by the way she's saying $30 30, because our program is is $30 $30. a month yeah um for 20 plus workouts but
0: even a hundred dollars at the end of the day you think about it we spend a hundred dollars probably in two days usually oh yeah on random things coffee lunch gas gas, like just a random like you know some essential stuff but probably some not and I can talk to it saying that a lot of the time mine is not essential Marshall's Marshall's is my favorite <laughs> place to shop Blue Lemon's my favorite place to shop so you know I know that I could be putting my money somewhere else to better my myself or you know invest in my well-being and I think preaching that to others will definitely help them finally take the step to do that
1: yeah
2: that's the message everyone needs to be hearing right now Especially with you know the way the world is if we all need to take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. and stay healthy and be there be present
0: show up just show up that's the hardest part showing up is always the hardest part uh in anything whether it be showing up for work or showing up for you know a call or A a workout it's the hardest part and once you're there it all gets easier so you know Putting that mindset towards something to make you feel better is super important.
2: Yeah, and I think that's also a great segue to my next question. Do you both have a mindset practice?
0: Oh, so I'll, I'll kick this one off. I think my mindset practice is probably different. Like my mindset reset kind of thing is a workout every day. I work out in the morning. And that's kind of how I set my mindset each day. Um, I like to, you know, kind of sit down after my workout, stretch, take some deep breaths, and really center myself to start the day because I don't know if I'm the only one that thinks that. I don't think I am. Starting that day off like with gratitude and just setting a certain intention really helps me get my mindset in a positive place. Because I'm already starting my day by completing something. So that positivity helps me, you know, fuel myself for the rest of the day. Because a lot of the time I'm working, you know, yesterday I worked from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., whether it be, you know, at Built by Byron Work um, or the podcast or just Lululemon. I've got a lot going on. So just having that positive intention to start the day really helps keep my mindset in a positive, caring, kind,
1: i find that my my best mindset practice is actually taking my dog for a hike every day we are fortunate enough to and by hiking he's actually kind of intruding on our space right now um and by hiking i mean um like a state park it's nowhere like colorado (laughs) hiking out in massachusetts is very different But me and him go for about a a three-and-a-half to four-mile walk every morning, and I listen to either a podcast or a playlist that calms my mind. I love walking alone and just walking through the woods with him and just thinking through everything that I have to get done and putting everything in my mind in order, and that kind of like grounds me for the day and gets me ready to go. We do have a mindfulness membership for Built by Byron. comes with uh, four yoga classes and three meditations and the other morning I actually woke up and did one of the meditations and it was the best way to start my morning so I think I'm actually going to start integrating that more into my routine yeah
2: no I love that because I think movement is medicine like especially in the morning if you can get up and move your body first thing it does put you on that positive road for the rest of the day plus I think then you don't have You can't make excuses for it the rest of the day saying, oh, I didn't take this time for myself. I'm always a big fan Like mornings are for me. Do not call. Do not text me. Like first thing, this is where I am.
0: I love that. I think that's so important too. I keep saying to people, you have to be selfish sometimes. Um, I know people are like, don't be selfish. But it's like, no, sit back and be like, what do I need right now? To make sure that I can go forward and have my best day or be my best, the best version of myself. You know, being selfish is so important
2: lately. So I think, you know, taking the morning is great. Well, and it's like, why did selfish become such a bad thing? Like, it's when you get on the plane and they tell you if there's going to be emergency, you're supposed to put your own oxygen mask on first. So. Shouldn't we be doing that with our lives, too? Because if we aren't taking care of ourselves, then how are you supposed to show up for someone else?
0: Someone else, anything else. How are you supposed to show up strongly and powerfully for your, powerfully for your job, for your significant other, for your family? Like it's just so important, and I think more people need to start preaching that because I think we, a lot of people get away from it and then lose themselves.
2: hmm Yeah. Be selfish, people. Be selfish. Be selfish. No, I love it. What does, you kind of talked about your mornings a little bit and teased a little bit what your days look like, but what does your current day look like? Where are you taking the time for yourselves to work out for yourselves? Or is it mainly because you are doing a lot of filming and teaching that those also then become your own workouts and training times?
1: Every single day for both of us has been different every like every day yeah um with our schedules which is well I'm a Gemini so I'm not gonna lie I'm I get bored very easily so having no day look alike actually is wonderful for me I stay very interested and very intrigued throughout the entire day now but I wake up typically and I'll film either for Bespoke Studios or for Built by Byron and I will um come home, walk my dog, do more Built by Byron work. Then Maddie, if she's home, will have like a business meeting of some sort. And then sometimes I'll go back and teach a outdoor class for Bespoke in the afternoon or film another Built by Byron class. Um, lots of fitness. <laughs> lots of fitness in my day. For me, it's pretty similar, but un-
0: unfortunately, not unfortunately, it's just Some days I don't get to devote as much time as I would like to to build by Byron just because with Carly's job at Bespoke, it's broken up into like hour or two hour segments and mostly at Lulu. Obviously, I'm in retail. I'm at like the store for seven to eight hours at a time. So carving my time out for myself is usually in the morning. I wake up, either teach a class on Zoom or film, and then I'll eat some breakfast, you know, shower, have a little bit of me time. And then probably go into work, work my seven-hour shift. And then I like to try to carve out time at night to, you know, watch my favorite Netflix show or spend a little bit of time with my boyfriend or my family. Trying to really have work-life balance, which is tough when you have multiple jobs. But keeping yourself honest and being like, what do I need right now to not pull all my hair out because I'm stressed?
2: No, I totally understand all of that. What So, speaking of life outside of fitness, what do your lives look like when you're not working out and not working?
0: Honestly, my ideal day is sitting outside with a nice glass of wine in a charcuterie board with my family and my boyfriend and the dog, and just kind of sitting around doing nothing. Nothing. Like, that sounds so silly sometimes, but just relaxing, having good conversation that isn't centered around work. Just enjoying other people's presence because I feel like I don't get to do that as often lately because I don't get to see the people I care about, you know, for more than, you know, 10 minutes at a time sometimes during the week. So Sundays are our day completely off,
1: both of our, both our days. Both of our days yeah. off
0: from work and everything and we just kind of prioritize family and connection during those days because we crave that <laughs> with all the screen
2: time what are you most proud of
0: I think honestly the fact that we've kind of built our own little empire on under a year
2: and yeah. we
0: would have if you would asked us a year ago where we thought we'd be it would not be here no.
1: where we have over 50 plus sign-ups for our monthly subscriptions right now. We got signed by Big Night Media for our podcast. We we're just there's a lot of like little accomplishments that have been adding up and we are just like we're overjoyed about them and it just pushes us to want to do more. So we're trying to think of like challenges and like upcoming programs for the new year. And how we can just make everything better and better and better for people who invested in themselves and invested in us for the first couple months when it probably wasn't the best. But we, like, did everything we could to make it as good as it can be.
0: Yeah, I, I think that it's just stepping back and looking at the bigger picture. We've worked our butts off. And for it to kind of pay off with everything that we've accomplished, it's unbelievable. And we're just super grateful for all the people that kind of got behind us and was like, no, you can do this. So it's cool to have a question, be like, are you proud? And we're really proud of ourselves.
2: What are you ambitious for right now?
0: Honestly, being able to just kind of take this and make it the biggest possible thing we want. We want more. We want and the
2: whole world. We're greedy
0: for it. We're like, we want this to be an empire on its own. We don't want just people that know us to be doing this. We want people, like, people we've never met or interacted with before yeah. to be doing Built by Byron and to realize, you know, what we're all about and know our brand and know our business and not just do it because, you know, they, you know, heard of it, but do it because they know that's it's going to be worth their time and they're going to come out a better person on the other side. Let's get, let's get a
1: thousand subscriptions. Let's yeah. Let's do it. A thousand, a million. You put it out into the universe. Yes. I you know. Manifest our, it. We manifested, uh, the first 50. So I'm, I'm trying to manifest right now, like 75 by next month and a hundred by the new year. That's like, that's my manifestation. That's what I'm trying, our current goals are.
2: No. Um, so one thing I took from my conversation with Sarah was like how she was talking about how she writes her goals out every day. Yeah. And so I was like, started doing that, writing it as I had accomplished them. And for things with brunch and things and some other projects I'm working on and with the podcast and saying, all right, here are the numbers and seeing it. And I think it is when you're putting it down to pen on paper and it's there and you're t- thinking about it constantly, it happens and it, generates its own kind of steam to get to where that goal is achievable and you achieve it and you cross it off and then move up to that next level exactly absolutely hopefully
0: that next yeah. level will be coming soon you just never
2: know <laughs> yeah what can someone expect from their first class sweat
0: yeah lots
1: of sweat, sweat <laughs> i'm just and honestly it, it just, depends which class you take we yeah. have a couple different formats we have a body weight banded class we have a built with weights which is a 45 minute weighted um, class and then we have a low impact class. So I would say let's just say
0: if they're taking in their first hit because hit's pretty standard through all the programs. I would say just expect um, a different kind of set up workout. Every workout's going to be different with us. We don't have a like a specific um like, like rule brick or Yeah, no. There's there's no rules kind of when we write hits. So it's no template, but they can expect to feel empowered, a lot of positivity.
1: Modification if mod- they need it. Right.
0: And just not that pressure to have everything perfect. We want you to have control and be safe through your workout and feel strong while you're doing it. But know that it's all about completing it and then going to the next one and you'll get stronger as you go. You don't have to be perfect the first one. Um, and then I expect to be really sore the next day. When we were doing just hits <laughs> yeah, at the beginning of quarantine, I was like, holy crap, I didn't realize how hard this was. And I remember being able, like, not even to be able to walk up the stairs. Yeah, like, holy crap, my butt. Like, we did so much booty the first couple of weeks. So much.
1: We always add in, like, for every hit, you can expect at least a booty section and a core section, and then an AMRAP. And if you don't know what an AMRAP is, I mean, I'm sure you do, but it's as many rounds as possible possible. so you'll do like four different exercises and certain reps of each one as many times through in a certain amount of time and that can like gas people so that that that's a fun element to um our workouts you can always expect an amrap of some sort
2: I love them (laughs) I love them yeah we love amraps (laughs) our training group we did them because we've been doing some online zoom workouts and classes for right now looking towards 2020s running season and I think this is where I'm like writing programs and then I like do them and I'm like wow that was a lot harder than I was anticipating
0: (laughs) oh my gosh that happens like almost every time I write a workout like this won't be that (laughs) bad and then I do it and I'm like that was horrible and I have to like (laughs) pretend like I'm having a grand old time but I'm also suffering With all of them. Like, I get it. I get why you're mad at me. I'm sorry. But you're gonna love me later. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna be so much stronger on the other side. Mentally and physically. Literally.
2: What is one piece of advice you wish you could tell your younger selves?
0: Be kind to yourself. Honestly, I feel like I hold myself at such a high standard sometimes. And if I don't succeed the first try, I get so worked up. And I feel like you know, I wish I could tell myself a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, be kind to yourself. You're going to get to your goal. You just need to give yourself time and time will heal pretty much anything
1: and you'll succeed. I think mine would be um, to have patience and know that not everything is going to get done immediately, but it will get done and like to be patient with yourself and be patient with the people that you're working with. And yeah, I, patience is a virtue and I think I need a little bit more patience and I've learned to have more over the past couple of years. So I'm,
0: I'm going to play this on a loop to her the next time she says anything to me about making a deadline. You can't see me, but I'm looking at her like, hmm. That's yeah, that's
1: why I started
2: laughing because that's, she's looking at me. That's
1: interesting. <laughs> Patience.
2: Final question What does being an athlete mean to each of you?
0: Wow. I think that it means you move your body intentionally for some kind of period of time, like once, twice, however many times you feel like, I don't like the. Cookie-cutter definition of an athlete, kind of like you were saying. There's no cookie-cutter definition of a runner. You run, so you're a runner. If you move your body, say you do yoga, say you do hit, say you run, you take walks, you're an athlete. Yeah, you're just
1: doing the damn thing. I think also being an athlete is a mindset too. Yeah, it's it's how you like perceive exercise and how it influences you in your day-to-day lifestyle. I consider anyone who participates in Built by Byron, an athlete, because they signed up, they took that investment in themselves, and they perceive exercise as an important thing to them. So I think anyone who perceives exercise as something that is a main
2: mover and big thing in their life is an athlete. Amazing message right there. And I love it. Thank you, so much, Carly. Maddie, where can our listeners connect with you?
0: So, we've got a lot of different places. So, we've got at Built By Byron on Instagram. You can go to at Eat The Damn Cake Podcast on Instagram. And then Carly Byron or Madeline Byron on Instagram. And then you can slide into our DMs there, connect with us. Email. Up, yeah, email at Built Byron at gmail.com. There's just so many places. Yeah. Um, we are all over the grid. Yes, we're everywhere <laughs> and anywhere. But we would love to. Get to know you, chat with you, DM us, email us, call us, We text respond us. to everything. We'll give us your phone number.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode with Maddie and Carly Byron. If you like the show, please give us a five-star rating and review. and Be sure to tell your friends. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. In the episode notes, you'll find some links from our partners. Please support the amazing brands that are supporting us. Follow us on Instagram at BehindTheSweat underscore. There you will find a weekly journal prompt based on this episode. This week, we were asking the question, how do you show up? Let's connect personally. I'm at Alex Weissner. Thank you again for listening. Happy Monday.